0: Revelations 2.11 Ministries Hello welcome to episode 4 of the podcast. I am your host, Travis. In episode 2, I talked about how God is love. And in episode 3, I talked about how God has revealed himself as our Father, our Heavenly Father. Today, I want to focus on that God has revealed himself to be our Savior. We see in the book of Isaiah, chapter 12, starting at verse 2, The Bible reads, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength and my song. He has also become my salvation. Therefore with joy shall y'all draw water out of the wells of salvation. And in the day shall ye say, Praise the Lord! Call upon his name. Declare his doings among the people. Make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he has done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, Thy inhabitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of Thee. The Bible tells us that He's our Savior, but God Himself actually says later on in Isaiah that He's our only Savior. In Isaiah chapter uh, 43, starting at verse 10, Ye are my witness, says the Lord, and my servant whom I have chosen, that ye may know and believe me and understand that I am He. Before me was no God formed. Neither shall there be after me. I, even I, am the Lord, and beside me there is no Savior. I have declared, and I have saved, and I have shown where there was no strange God among you. Therefore ye are my witness, says the Lord, that I am God. So God is our one and only Savior, revealed through Jesus Christ as our only Savior, the one who is called to take away our sins. And so God has revealed himself as our Savior. So what is a Savior? A Savior is someone who saves you from something. So if they're saving you from something, what are they saving you from? What is God a Savior of? What does he save us from? Well, the one thing that most people know about Christianity is heaven and hell. And so they they think, well, what is he saving us from? He's saving us from hell. In the Bible, uh, Jesus himself gave a little bit of a description of In Luke 16, starting at verse 19, Jesus said, There was a certain rich man who was clothed in purple and fine linen and fared sumptuously every day. And there was a certain beggar named Lazarus, which had laid at his gate a fool of sores, and desiring to be fed with the crumbs which fell from the rich man's table. Moreover, the dog came and licked his sores, and it came to pass that the beggar died, and he was carried by the angels into Abraham's bosom. The rich man also died and was buried. And in hell he lifted up his eyes, being in torments, and seeing Abraham afar off, and Lazarus in his bosom. And he cried out and said, Father Abraham, have mercy on me. Send Lazarus, that he may dip the tip of his finger in water, and cool my tongue, for I am tormented in this flame. But Abraham said, Son, remember that thou in thy lifetime receivest thy good things, and likewise Lazarus evil things. But now he is comforted, and thou art in torment." And besides all this, between us and you, there's a great gulf fixed, so that they which would pass from hence uh, can, uh, to you cannot; neither can they pass to you who would come from thence. And then they said, uh, then he said, I pray you, therefore, Father, that thou would send him to my father's house, for I have five brethren, that he may testify unto them, lest they also come into this place of torment. Abraham said unto them, They have Moses and the prophets; let them hear, let them hear them. And he said, Nay, Father Abraham, but if if one were uh, from the dead, came from the dead, they would repent. And he said to them, If they hear not Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one rose from the dead. So there's a little picture there um, about kind of how the torment, the separation from God, the hell, the the, the fire, the, um, the lack of satisfaction. You, you see that uh, the rich man was thirsty and he couldn't. Uh, he just wanted just a little drop of water, just something to satisfy his his inc- intense thirst. And so, it's not a place you want to go. Um, you don't want to end up in hell. So, God saves us from hell if we would believe on Christ, if we would believe in Jesus, the Son that He sent, and believe in His His perfect life and His death and his resurrection uh his uh, and that he conquered the grave and death and if we would put our trust and faith and live for him then we are saved and we don't have to end up in an eternity of separation from our heavenly father uh, and that is what he saves us from he saves us from hell second thessalonians chapter 1 verse 5 says this which is a manifest token of the righteous judgment of God, that ye may be counted worthy of the kingdom of God, for which ye also suffered. Seeing as a righteous thing with God to recommence recompense tribulation to them that trouble you, and to you who are troubled, rest with us, when the Lord Jesus shall be revealed from heaven with his mighty angels, in a flaming fire, taking vengeance on them that know not God, and that obey not the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, whom shall be punished with everlasting destruction, from the presence of the Lord and from the glory of His power, and honestly, that would be enough to stop right there. And just say, "Hey, God. God's a Savior. He saves us from from separation, internal damnation, torment. He saves us from so much, and that's good enough." But there's more. There's more. He's he's also a Savior from uh, from our enemies. You can see in the Bible, Second Samuel chapter twenty-two. And David spake unto the Lord the words of this song in the day that the Lord had delivered him out of the hands of his enemies and out of the hand of Saul. And he said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, the God of my rock. In him I will trust. He is my shield and the horn of my salvation, my high tower and my refuge, my Savior. Thou saveth me from violence. I will call on the Lord who is worthy to be praised. So shall I be saved from mine enemies. When the waves of the dead compassed me, floods of the ungodly men made me afraid, the sorrows of hell compassed about me about, the snares of death prevented me. In my distress I called upon the Lord and cried to my God, and he did hear my voice out of his temple, and my cry did enter into his ears. God saves us from our enemies, the, those who come against us, those who would do us wrong, those who would seek our destruction god protects us he's a savior from our enemies you can see many times when he saved the israelites the jewish nation um how they they came against any any nation that came against the israelites as long as they were following god that they were uh they were protected by god that the enemies failed that they did not prevail against god's people and uh, i mean that kind of goes together if you're in god's perfect will and in his plan then you are protected from the enemies um, and you could see that when when they were fallen away from God how he allowed the enemies to prevail against them uh, so that's a little bit of a lesson for for all of us you know stay in God's will if you want the protection against your enemies but you can see the Bible is full of stories where God was with those uh, people that were anointed or uh, used uh, like King David uh, fighting Goliath you know the enemy was defeated because king david was on god's side or moses and coming against pharaoh with the plagues and uh all the plagues came to to stop pharaoh and to let the people go because god was protecting them from from the plans of the enemy and you, you can see all those uh those examples um and and uh, but one of the things is our enemy is not um always other human beings most of the time is actually not Uh, The Bible reads in Ephesians chapter 6, starting at verse 10 Finally, my brothers, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that ye may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against rulers of darkness of this world, against spiritual wickedness in high places. So today, most of our battles are not actually wars against other humans although there may be actual battles against other humans, um, our, our, our real battles are in the spiritual realm. And so God comes against our enemies in the spirit. Uh, Satan and his, his uh, fallen angels who um, plan to come against us, who want to take from us, who want to destroy us, that God protects us in the spiritual too. He comes against our spiritual enemies, those who want to come against our marriage, the ones who want to take away uh, our children and uh, those who want uh, the spiritual enemies that want to take away uh, our peace and protection our, our provision the uh, unseen enemies the, the ideologies the principalities the strongholds the powers of the spiritual realm that God comes against those and he saves us from those enemies also we can see that in the the gospels when uh, jesus was going through his ministry and how every spirit had to submit in uh, to jesus they all had to uh, listen to him when he told them to be silent when he told them to come out when he told them different things they had to be obedient to him they had to follow what he said Um, even in the book of job you can go back and see um, how Satan came to the throne of God and asked for permission to do things And even then God put limitations on you can only do so much or you can only go so far uh, You can do this but don't take his life or, or, or uh, he put restrictions And so we see that God saves us from the physical enemies But the, also the all spirits have to submit to Christ And then the Bible tells us um, that there will be a day That every knee will bow and every tongue will confess that Jesus Christ is Lord. Uh, You know, today with free will you'll find a lot of people who would uh, reject or curse God because they don't want to follow or don't agree or don't understand or they're blind. But um, every day everyone will bow knee to the Lord and they will confess that He is Lord and the bible says in philippians chapter 3 verse 18 for many walk whom i have told you often and now tell you even weeping that they are enemies of the cross of christ whose in is destruction whose god is their belly and whose glory is in their shame whose mind who mind earthly things for our conversation is in heaven from whence also we look for the savior our lord jesus christ who shall Change our vile body that may be fashioned like unto his glorious body according to the works where we He is able even to do all things unto himself So there's another thing that he saves us from he saves us from our own flesh Uh, our flesh has its own desires and God will uh, be a savior and he saves us from our, our flesh In Romans 8, uh, the Bible says, starting at uh, verse 6, For to be carnal-minded is death, but to be spiritually-minded is life and peace, because the carnal-minded is enemy against God. For it is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then, they that are in the flesh cannot please God. We have desires of our flesh, and uh, we are actually supposed to not work or live or walk in our flesh, in Galatians chapter 5, starting at verse 16, This I say, then walk in the Spirit, and ye shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the Spirit, and the Spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary to one to the other. So ye cannot do the things that you would. But if ye be led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. Now the works of the flesh are manifest which are these, adultery, fornication, uncleanness, lavishness, idolatry witchcraft hatred variance emulations wrath strife seditions heresies envies murders drunkenness revilings and such like of which i tell you before as i have also told you in time past that which do these such things shall not inherit the kingdom of god but the fruit of the spirit is love joy peace long-suffering gentleness goodness faith meekness temperance against such things there is no law and they that are christ have crucified the flesh with the affections and lust if we live in the spirit let us also walk in the spirit so god saves us from the desires of the flesh he sets us free actually and as the bible reads in the gospel of john chapter 8 verse 31 then jesus said to the jews which believed on him if you continue in my word then you are my disciples indeed and ye shall know the truth and the truth shall make you free they answered him, We are Abraham's seed, and were never in bondage to any man. How that saith thou, Ye shall be made free? Jesus answered them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Whoever committeth sin is a servant of sin. And the servant abideth not in the house forever, but the son abideth ever. And if the son therefore shall make you free, you shall be free indeed. So the flesh and the sins, we can be freed by jesus and we can be saved he's so he saves us from hell he saves us from our enemies uh in the physical realm and in the spiritual realm he saves us from our flesh and our sins that we don't have to walk in the flesh we don't have to live in the flesh we don't have to live in sins we don't have to be bound in sin but we can be freed from these things so he saves us uh from a life of shame a life of uh going down the destructive path Uh, he is our savior from those ways Uh, Jesus says in the gospel of John chapter 14 verse 6 Jesus said unto them I am the way the truth and the life no man comes unto the father but by me so if Jesus is the truth then he saves us from lies Um, and we know that Satan is the father of lies so Jesus saves us from the lies by speaking truth and the, he just, as he said before, the, uh, you shall know the truth, and the truth shall set you free. Um, uh, lies cause issues, confusions. Uh, it, the the fall of mankind started because of a lie, because of the serpent uh, speaking a lie to Eve. And uh, that started the fall of man. So um, lies, uh, we can be saved from lies. God is our Savior. He speaks truth. He reveals things there's things that um mankind thinks mankind thinks they're wise right uh the bible says that god uses the foolish things to confound the wise because there's um god's wisdom is there and so uh, everything that uh the high culture peers uh people around uh people of this day whether you call them uh scientists or philosophers or whoever the greatest wisdom that that is out there today you know of worldly wisdom um that they they tell you trying to figure things out well this is this way and this is that way and the dinosaurs and the evolution and and all these things come about and it can create a lot of confusion and you say well i don't i don't understand this or how come this or where did things come and people try to put things together they say look um well, this must have happened this way, or this must have happened that way, and so they start building upon something that uh, that maybe isn't necessarily true to try to to, to make a, make understanding out of something. And uh, when you hear the truth, the truth just kind of breaks that lie. Uh, I mean, when you you read through the scriptures and you get understanding, when you read you know through Genesis and the creation of the world and stuff, and you see the power of God, you say, "Well, that's that's how it happened. That's truth." You know, we—it wasn't uh, a big bang. There wasn't a, there wasn't something out of nothing that took uh, millions and billions of years to slowly form out of nothingness. Uh, that God spoke everything into existence. He said, "Let there be," and so there shall be. You know, it, it happened. He, he's powerful enough to let it just happen. He spoke it into existence, and so when you you see the lie that comes up because. People are trying to disprove or disown or try to reject God, and so they have to fill the void of how how does this magnificent, wonderful uh, universe come into existence if it wasn't for God? Then they say, "Well, we'll try to figure something out." So they they create a lie, and so God saves us from lies by telling us truth. So uh, you can you get revealed truth through His Word. Uh, the Holy Spirit can reveal truth to you. Um, and so he's a savior of, of away from lies he saves us from lies and it also says that he is uh... so he is the truth and he is the life um, and he is the way uh... so he saves us from uh... different ways different destructions because jesus is the only way he's the only way to the father so he saves us from other other ide- ideologies other um, religions other beliefs um, he he's a savior of, of all those other um directions uh, broad is the road that leads to destruction. You know the the culture, the world, um, the, where where everyone's running down. That's that's uh, that's the way that they think is right, and he saves us from that lifestyle, which ultimately is no gratification. Um, it's it's it doesn't seem to be working for most people. Um, people don't seem to just naturally be happy. I mean, even the things they try to to fill in with the vices of the. Uh, whether it's substances or, or lifestyles of, uh, of just intertwining with uh, multiple people and um, partying and uh, just all these different kinds of, of lifestyles, you, you say, well, uh, is anyone really satisfied by them? And I don't, I don't know that they are. Uh, you hear stories all the time that people try to just keep filling, filling up a void and, and never satisfied because what they're really needing is uh, they need Jesus Jesus is the answer for every problem uh, every 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 question they have every need they have the answer is Jesus um, they, they have like a, have heard it before as like a just like a god-shaped hole you know you're trying to we, we try to fill the hole with everything that um, doesn't doesn't fit it's not the right shape uh, my, my kids uh, two and a half they're playing with those little little puzzles where the items are supposed to fit uh, with the right shapes, you know, if it's a star or a square or a triangle or a circle or other shapes. And, um, you know, they, sometimes they try to put the wrong thing in the wrong spot. And what happens? Well, it just, it doesn't fit. Um, it's not going to stick. It's not going to hold. It's not going to stay. It's, it's, it doesn't fit. So they have to find the right piece. And, um, God made us all with the God-shaped hole and we all need, um, The only thing that can fill it is Jesus. And so we try to stuff other things in there, um, and it just does not... We try to stuff uh, movies, Netflix. We try to stuff entertainment, uh, media, hobbies. We try to stuff um, careers, jobs. We try to stuff money. Um, Maybe even uh, simple things like eating, eating habits or... Um, just traveling, uh, just a bunch of worldly stuff that some of the stuff is not bad in itself. Uh, it's not like wrong to, to enjoy some of these things, but um, but it's just not God. And when you try to fill yourself with that, you end up, uh, it's just not working out. You end up feeling sick, spiritually sick. Um, one of the things I've always known for a while, at least, is that um, we, we take in, uh, spiritually we take in, with our eyes and our ears, we we into our spirit we receive uh, those things we watch and those things we hear. Uh, and uh, you may have seen like some old commercials where you are what you eat. You know, you eat you eat unhealthy food. You eat uh, hamburgers and pizzas and uh, candies and different things, and then you it it looks like garbage and you feel like garbage. You you eat junk food, you feel like junk. And then if you were to eat more healthy foods, more fruits and vegetables and uh, certain things like that, salads, um, that you will then feel healthy. And it's true for anyone who's ever experienced trying to diet or, or changes their eating habits that you do feel different. You feel like you have more energy if you eat healthier. You feel uh, more clear-minded if you eat healthier. You feel uh, more awake. You don't have to sleep as long. You don't feel as tired or sore. You know, you got, there's, there's a big change when you're properly eating um, and your body reflects that intake well your soul also reflects that too so you know when you you binge watch things and you know I've done it in my past too I've I've binge watched binge watched like a whole series on Netflix or something like that and every single time cuz I've done it more than once every single time the feeling is always exactly the same it is emptiness it is a uh, because you start feeling like maybe you're like the characters you like the story or whatever is going on uh, but at the end of it, it is always left with emptiness because it wasn't satisfying it wasn't enough it wasn't it wasn't what was supposed to fill that time it wasn't worth the the hours that were put in to watch it um and you you can do that with uh with a lot of different things in your life you know maybe your career or something maybe at the you put the, so much time and hours and years and effort into gaining money or different things and then at the end you just feel drained and tired and sick you say well it wasn't wasn't exactly what I wanted. It wasn't exactly filling, but I mean, more so than that. I mean, if you're, um, what you are watching and what you are hearing is affecting you, um, it's it's fellowshipping. The Bible talks about how iron sharp sharpens iron and sword sharpens sword. So does a man sharpen another man. Um, and, and you know, you understand when the Bible was written that people didn't really have, well, they didn't have television and and they didn't have like. They had music, but you had to be in live music. You had to, like, listen to the instruments in person. You didn't have uh, computers and iPods and uh, car radios and uh, different things that you can listen and get entertained constantly from. But uh, fellowshipping, you actually are are sharpening. You are sharpening the... uh, A person would sharpen another person. You become like-minded. So when you hang around... Someone who is of a certain way, you start to take in their, their mannerisms, their, uh, their little ticks or their little things. Maybe someone who's more gossipy, you might start to gossip. Someone who's quick to be angry, maybe you start to be quick to be angry and, you know, they, they start rubbing off on you. And, uh, uh, you know, I remember there was someone that asked me a couple of years ago about how uh, it shouldn't they be with a bunch of non-believers because they would be able to rub off on them and make them christians and i said most likely you'll end up becoming a non-christian because it's uh... because their their example was that jesus sat with sinners and i said but yeah but the thing is jesus is is perfect and he's, he's unable to be corrupted and so he sat there and people weren't able to corrupt him but he was rubbing off on them and he was changing them now it's not i'm not saying it's wrong not to be with uh, eat with sinners or conversate with other people but she, uh, this this lady was talking about just surrounding herself with unbelievers so that she could just be like this perfect shining light and she was gonna change all of them into the Christians and I was like I don't I don't see that as as a good idea at all I think you're gonna end up unbeliever as an unbeliever you're gonna uh, it's, they're gonna rub off on you a lot more than you're gonna rub off on them and it is maybe they would have she would have rubbed off a little on them and but uh, you know that it's the same thing as uh, your fellowship with people you you start to pick up their habits and their mannerisms and things and they start to pick up yours a little bit you know the closer you're with them the longer you're with but the point is you're fellowshipping there's a there's a, a connection with a person and you're exchanging But when you listen to music, watch movies, watch TV shows, play games, and things like that, you are still fellowshipping. However, that item, that movie, that television show, that music, it it isn't taking part of you, uh, but you are taking a part of it. You're letting it into your your soul, and into your mind, and into your spirit. And you are in agreement with it by not turning away from it, by not shutting it off, by Uh, by not rejecting it you you're sitting in agreement with it and you're fellowshipping with these things and these are the things that are changing you into the person you're to be and that's why the um, the bible says in in ephesians chapter 5 starting at verse 9 for the fruit of the spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth proving what is acceptable unto the lord and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove them For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret, but all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light, for whatsoever does make manifest is light. Wherefore, he says, Awake thou that sleepeth, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give thee light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore, be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, speaking to yourself in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourself to one another in the fear of God. You know, Apostle Paul is basically saying, you know, use your time wisely, uh, use it in a valuable way, use it in, in a good way, a good manner. Um, and, you know, we should sing hymns and songs and, and give glory to God. Um, we can um, worship, we can pray for those in need, uh, we can intercede for others' behalf, we can um, spend time in the Word of God, spend time in the quiet place alone with God. Just ha- uh, communing with God and speaking with Him, um, you know, and just uh, spending time with the Holy Spirit. It it's those those are what you should be using. Those t- those are the methods you should be using with your to use your time wisely. To use your you know your resources wisely instead of wasting it on things that profit not, things that just turn into nothing that burn away, um, that are a waste of time ultimately that don't bring glory to God and they don't help the kingdom of God at all so in a sense that's another thing that God saves us from is a, a life that is meaningless a life that um, has no value that uh, just isn't, isn't uh, to be proud of you know you look back and it's a, it's a life of, uh, that was wasted and God saves us from a life that was wasted God saves us, He gives us purpose He gives us um, He gives us direction, anointment he, uh, he he gives us uh, a reason. So He protects us. He saves us from, from hell. He saves us from our enemies, spiritually and physically. He saves us from our flesh and our sins. He, he saves us from lies of the enemy. He saves us from ways that are uh, unpleasing to Him and ways that are unvaluable to us. He saves us from lifestyles and He saves us from darkness and He saves us from confusion. Um, he saves us from lies he, say, he's, he is our savior and um, I think that's uh, where, where I'm going to go with it is it uh, I, I could probably give you several more things um, but he is our savior God is our savior he has revealed himself as a savior he saves us from uh, the ultimate punishment but he saves us from everyday everyday mercies are new he saves us uh, from ourselves, from enemies. He saves us from lifestyles, from addictions. He sets us free from addictions. He sets us free from um, from just uh, bad choices. He he steers us away from relationships and connections and jobs that we thought we wanted, but he uh, he protected us from it. He saves us. Um, he is a great savior, and we 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 thank him for that. We love him for that. Um, I'm going to go ahead and in the, the podcast here. I'm going to pray. So I'm going to pray for all, for our, uh, about our Savior for um, these, these uh, examples I gave for the listeners. Um, so pray with me. Heavenly Father, I thank you for this day. I thank you for the listeners who, who've come and, and to, to hear the podcast uh, to glorify your name and say how great you are, how amazing you are, how you are a Savior. Lord, I ask first for salvation salvation for any listener who is uh, an unbeliever who's not a Christian who uh, stumbled by accident and kept listening or who someone sent this to them and and they're just 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 listening to it to see what it, what's going on uh, Lord I pray for salvation in their life Lord that you save them uh, that you reveal yourself to them in a mighty way uh, salvation over their household and their family I pray for salvation in their life Lord I pray for uh, salvation over any any plans of the enemy over the listener uh any any attacks that are coming over the plant the listeners uh anyone who's who's experiencing hard times anyone whose uh marriage has been attacked uh, we pray against it in the name of jesus and we pray that your mighty hand be upon their marriage anyone who whose children have been attacked physically or spiritually we pray for god's mighty hand over them we pray for salvation over children we pray for protection over the children Lord, we pray for protection, especially in this culture from from all these lies and all this um, mess that's going out there. Lord, that we pray for protection over the ears of our children, over the eyes of our children, so that they don't consume these things. Lord, but that you be a savior of our children, that you uh, be a savior of the next generation. Lord, we pray uh, for salvation over our sins in flesh, for if there's anyone struggling who's been in bondage, Uh, We pray in the name of Jesus that you set them free, Lord, that those addictions be gone in the name of Jesus, that you set them free, that they can see you as a Savior and they can glorify your name, Uh, that they don't have to sit in those sins anymore, they don't have to sit in those lifestyles and those strongholds be broken in the name of Jesus. I pray for salvation uh, over any lies, Lord, I pray as your Savior that you break any lies the enemy has planted over any listener that your truth reign because you are truth and i pray lord that that lies start to be uprooted in the name of jesus and that your truth reign lord i thank you lord i pray lord that you just uh you're the savior of our our life and our ways lord our everyday habits lord if there's anything unpleasing to you anything that's not pleasing to you in our life lord whether it's just something we do Uh, whether it doesn't seem significant or not, whether it's just a habit, a hobby, whether it's just something that we just kind of enjoy. Lord, if it's not from you and if it doesn't glorify your name, Lord, I ask, Lord, that you help us, that you renew our minds, renew our hearts. uh, Give us a new desire that you help us to stay away from things that don't glorify you. Help us to not fellowship with things that don't glorify you, that that bring our mindsets to a a bad place, Lord. But we want to keep our eyes on you and our minds on you. We praise you. And we thank you, holy, holy God. We thank you for all that you're gonna do. All the salvation, all the all of your saving power and grace. We thank you for it in advance in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you guys for listening. May God bless you.